Hey y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Hey, y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Welcome to Sewing Out Loud, the official podcast of ZD Sewing Studio. Here are your hosts, ZD and Mallory. Hello and welcome to the podcast. I'm Mallory Donahue. And I'm ZD Donahue. And we're getting to the end of 2017. I know. Yikes. Which, and we've been podcasting for almost two years. That's right. We, our first one was the first of January in 2000. Well, it wasn't. 16. It wasn't the first of January. No, it was the f- but, first part of January. Right, is what I mean. Right. Not, it was in January. I didn't mean like January 1st. <laughs> I meant the first part of it. Right. Yes. Yes. So we, we started podcasting in January of 2016. Yeah. And it will be January of 2018. We didn't know, we didn't know if this was like going to be a good stint or what. We had no idea. Well, I did know we would be able to talk a lot. Yeah. I knew that. Forever and ever. 100%. Yep. Today's episode is about our sewing processes. I think we're just going to focus on ZDs for this episode. Oh, yeah? And I'm not quite sure, but we'll see. All about me. Yep. So we... Because my process is probably not like most people's at this point in time. Well, I think it'll also... I think maybe this will be interesting for people who've been sewing for a long time, but then also for people who are just starting... We get a lot of people come in the self-sewn wardrobe group and say, what should I start with? And I'm like, what do you want? Well, yeah, yeah. it it is what you want. Right. So anyway, um, I I feel like I'm not very good answering that question a lot of the time. Uh, But maybe this will be interesting for people to hear about your process. Right. So how does an idea, how does a little spark... Well, what happens, you know Mom? what's kind of funny? Like what you just said, I, and I didn't have this in my head when it, initially, but the spark is, what do I want? Uh-huh. And I kind of work back from what do I want instead of like, I, I guess some people like may go and look through a pattern book and or something and see if there's something in there they like. And I don't think I start that way. I think I start the other way. And I've taught myself many things by... Ooh, I want to be able to sew a velvet dress. And so that's how I learned to sew a velvet dress because I wanted a velvet dress, right? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't learn to sew velvet and then go sew a velvet dress. So you're saying that your life sort of dictates what you sew. Right. And that's probably true for a lot well, of people. Well, most people. Most people and probably. And I think a lot of people sew for other people first, yeah. too, like children or, you know, uh-huh. some need like that. You know, I was recently asked what inspired me to sew by another interviewer. Uh-huh. And it, um, or who, who 
inspires you when you just saw I think it was. And I was like, no one. Like me. <laughs> yeah. It's like me. It's like I think of something, I see something, or a lot of times it's solving a problem or mm-hmm. an issue. Um, so I, I go from there maybe and wind up sewing. I don't, I don't go sit down and look at a book and go, oh, I would like to sew that. Right. It's more like my daily, you're right, my daily living and what gets dictated out of that or or just something I think might be really cool to do. I am just going to comment here with my little oh, two cents. Okay. okay. Let's hear- make, make it all yes. about me. I don't want to, I think maybe, you know, it sounds a little bit like we're saying, oh, well, nothing ever inspires us to sew Except for ourselves. And well, I, she asked me who. Yeah, and yeah. I, I don't think that's true. But I will say, I, I'm in this lingerie group. It's the lingerie addict group. And the th- photos that are shared in there are of some of the most impractical garments ever. And they, then you want them anyway. I know, yeah. And they are so beautiful right. and, and so lovely. And I'm just like, well, I, I want to make these, you know. But then sometimes the design details and just the things that you absorb from observing designs, right. uh, other other people's work, um, can help you to one day solve a problem, right? Yes. And I, you know, I mean, getting off track as we usually do, you know, I took a doll, a doll, D-O-L-L, a doll course one <laughs> a doll time course. from a very, a, a fairly infamous doll maker uh-huh. who's, you know, did sewn dolls. Okay, I have to say, I'm not a doll person. I didn't, like, play with dolls when I was a kid much. I just, I'm not a doll person, okay? So I'm taking this class, and I'm thinking, I, what am I going to, and I learned so much in that class just about certain ways to sew things. Uh-huh. It wasn't, for me, you know, everybody was like dressing their doll and all excited about their doll and giving their doll a name. And I'm like, hey, man, look what I'm learning here. <laughs> like, you know, I could have cared less. And my doll to this day, that was probably about 15, 20 years ago. And my doll's still not finished. But I'll tell you what, I've used those techniques, some of those techniques over and over and over again. Is that Monique, the doll? Yeah, I think it might have. Well, was that Monique? Yeah, I think that uh, was. Ah, no, Monique was actually a class I taught. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that Monique is going to come up in one of the, a future episode, too. Yeah, is she? Okay. <laughs> yes, because of that fabric. Oh, yeah. Okay, teaser right. there. Okay, so let's talk about, can you, can you give us a specific example? Let's talk about a garment that you needed lately and that you started to go and sew and, and how that went for you. So what is your most recent Well, my most recent garment, of course, has got to be like a workout or performance wear. And why is that? Because that's all I do anymore. What are you doing? All I do is that I do aerial yoga. I do, it's called aerial silks. Do you do aerial yoga? (laughs) A little bit. (laughs) Really? And then, well, you, okay, you know what we haven't talked about? We haven't talked about my acro yoga that I do with your dad. We'll get to that later. Right. Um, but yeah, if, in case you're wondering, like, what is Zidi doing right now? She's probably... I'm probably upside down. Yes, <laughs> in the area of yoga silk. So, okay, what what are some challenges that that situation has presented you with? Well, I certainly want to make sure that my pants don't get pulled off. Okay. Okay. You know, and I use the power mesh waistband all the time. 
for that, right? Well, yeah, come on. Give that some credit. Yeah. I mean, that is like, well, why wouldn't you wear that? So what ZD's... For everything. What ZD's talking about... For everything. ...is our made-to-measure leggings class. It's an online class we have. And then we've published the Power Mesh Waistband modification or hack or whatever you want to call it. And she's right. It's the bomb. Yeah. Okay? There's just like no reason not to wear... And, you know, if you remember... When I was doing um, ballroom dancing, we made a lot of skirts with that same yoke-type waistband, like practice skirts mostly. But, you know, because they were just so comfortable, easy to wear. You know, we made, like, the whole skirt out of, like, a a light sort of lycra or whatever. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so that particular hack or modification, or you know, has served me well. So you... Are wearing these uh, power mesh waistband leggings, uh-huh. and let's just give a little shout out to Kim Shear. Yes, who uh, I'll fr- well, feel right. We'll feel free to compliment you, Kim. And she posted that she put the power mesh or power net waistband hack onto a pair of jeans, right? Which I had done uh-huh. years ago, also because the same reason that Kim did, because you know. They were all they were selling were these jeans that had a crotch depth of like a quarter inch. Right. Yeah. I mean, there was no, there was no depth. There's no rise in these jeans, and I would wear them, and I would they would just be so discerning that you know you'd be driving and you get out of the car and you have to pull your pants up because yeah. they're riding down over your butt. You know. So I started doing that years ago. Well, let's get back to your aero yoga. Uh huh. You're also. You just got back from aerial yoga before I am we recorded actually this. In power yes. waist, power mesh waistband. Yes, and you're also wearing a little modified T-shirt. I am, and you were in here fussing about your T-shirts, right? So tell me about your T-shirts and what you like for them to be like. For- I like them not to be high on my neck. Okay, I don't like anything high on my neck anymore, and I like them not to ride up. Uh-huh. So they need to be of a fit because you know you're stretching. You know the the ideal garment probably to wear a unitard would be a unitard or a leotard you know with your leggings over it why aren't you wearing a leotard mom because i want to go to the bathroom okay yeah there you go yeah yeah (laughs) no i mean i don't i i'm a in the future i don't know Uh um that may be something that i do but now with all the fabrics there are Uh uh-huh with the lycra and everything you know the the spandex content you can make a um, top, a T-shirt, or a, um, what are these called? Tank top. Tank top that will stay down on your hips because there's enough elasticity in there to hug your hips a little bit so that when you do turn upside down, it doesn't come down. I, I just say this in Titan class. One of the instructors went upside down in her, in her shirt, you know. She's down. wearing like a t-shirt. Well, yeah. but 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 the thing is, is everybody's got on a sports bra underneath anyway, right? You know. So this is different than someone maybe saying, "I want workout clothes. I'm going to search workout patterns and go for it like that." You know, you are. I mean, we don't. I think that you and I don't maybe say, uh, don't follow the categories all the time. 
you know, we think we need a workout garment, and so we think about what we want in what that we workout want. garment. And we not, don't, maybe not what pattern's available yeah, or what. Exactly. Right. We're not like, right. oh, I'm going to go look for a workout T-shirt, or I'm going to go right. look for workout leggings. We think, I want my leggings to stay up and right. have this smooth waistband. I want my T-shirt to stay tight, so you know, close to my body. So you were talking about how your process had evolved from when you'd started. Right. And so let's take a quick message break and talk about How the, long have we been talking? The evolution of your process. Okay, Mom, are you clear on what a Patreon is? I think so. Do you know what we're offering for our Patreon <laughs> you contributors? Said you said different levels. What, what's a level have to do with anything? There are different levels. So oh, not like a level to level like your lumber. Or your wall or whatever. No. Levels. Levels. Levels uh, at which you can contribute. So this is a way for our um, people who maybe don't buy sewing supplies from us or who live in a place where it's hard to ship sewing supplies. Yeah, because I know some of that shipping can get up there. That's right. And we always think it's great for you to support your local sewing stores Absolutely. as well. And so if you just think that we're a rollicking good time, the <laughs> Patreon is one way to support our media so we can keep making videos and keep Sam in bonbons and gilded pedicures. Okay. Gilded pedicures. So our first level is the $3 a month level. And like you said, some people... Pay more for coffee. That's right. Even you don't drink coffee, so you nope. don't even you don't even know. No. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> for $3 a month, you're supporting So Here Media, and you're actually going to get a handwritten love note from, from? you. You're Me? Gonna, yeah. Oh, ha, ha. Oh. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you'll, you'll get a handwritten love note um, after, after you pledge the $3 a month, and it'll be on a fun postcard. That you've designed that or I've designed. designed or somebody designed That's that, right. that works here and lives here. And then the next level is an $8 a month level, and you'll get a postcard. Two okay. coffees. Oh, two co- <laughs> 2.66 coffees. <laughs> uh, you'll, you'll get the postcard, but then you'll also get a special Soporter keychain. Ah, Exclusive yes. to our Soporters. And uh, that's the only way you can get it. That's the right. It's level. We're not going to the, – the Patreon rewards are going to be exclusive to the Patreon okay. donors, okay? And then our uh, highest level – oh, these all have cute names, like the straight stitch and the back stitch. And the highest level is the zigzag, okay? Okay. So that's your favorite – sewing term stitch. <laughs> oh it's my absolute favorite it's the only one i ever and use this is an 18 dollar a month pledge and you'll get a love note and you'll get a keychain and you will also get access to a super secret private facebook group where Ooh. you and i go live uh-oh uh, once a month, and we do rollicking fun things. Rollicking like you say. fun things, yes, yes. We'll do. We'll have lots of fun. It's going to be a little bit more produced than my live broadcast in the self sewn wardrobe. We're going to have a camera person here, so Sam. we'll have like some planned content. <laughs> yes, we'll have some planned content. We'll talk to you all. We'll answer questions. And since we'll have a camera person here, what that means is we can zoom in. We can actually, we can respond to your questions in, in well, a better way, and we can zoom in on sewing machines on if what we're, we're demoing doing, right. the technology. And we can do that live too. Real camera shots, yeah. Yeah. So uh, we introduced the Patreon um, a little bit ago, and there are lots of people who contributed. So thank you very much. Absolutely. Thank you. Absolutely. Uh, and actually, the most popular level 
has been the zigzag. All right. <laughs> but any amount really helps us to uh, support the hosting fees, the equipment upkeep, um, pay our staff uh, and ourselves, and make more fun sewing media for Wait you. Wait a minute. You said you acted like I got paid. Yeah. <laughs> If enough people pledge to the Patreon, I could get paid too. We can too. start paying you. Okay. okay. <laughs> so uh, once again, go to sewhere.com slash Patreon. That's P A T R E O N. Like you're a patron, but in the future or something. I see. Uh, and you can see the different levels there, and you will get access to that Facebook group. Your what happens here is your card is charged. At the first of the month. Uh-huh. And then you'll get access um, or you'll receive a notification that your reward has shipped. Okay. I see. And you can also choose to uh, contribute an, any amount of your choice. So if you're like, you know, all I got right now is $1 to throw at these ladies. Throw you it. You can do that too. Okay. <laughs> all right. So here.com slash Patreon. Thank you to all of our wonderful patrons. Hey y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Hey, y'all. Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. And we're back. All right. So you were saying before we started, your process has evolved. Right. So how did you used to sew and how do you sew now? Right. I used to sew by deciding what maybe that I, I needed a skirt, right? Mm -hmm. Or I needed a wardrobe piece, right? So I would probably go look for a pattern. Yeah. Okay. And I, you know, I was I was pretty good at starting to modify patterns early on. So, you know, I was pretty good at that. But what I do, so I would go find a pattern. And I would think, oh, I want it to look like this. Or I may have seen a ready wick to wear that I wanted to mimic. Went and looked for a pattern that looked like that. And then I would get that pattern, just like they expect you to do, those pattern people. I'd look at the back of the envelope, and it would tell me what kind of fabric to use, what kind of notions I needed. And I would go look for the fabric, right? Uh -huh. And I would eventually make that garment. Using that fabric that I bought that day and those notions that I bought that day and all that. And I would come up with the garment that I wanted. Sounds sounds reasonable yeah, enough. Yeah, well, it is. <laughs> it's a very reasonable way to work. And somewhere in there, I got where I just bought fabric. Yeah. I had no plan for it. I knew I liked it. It was some sort of addiction uh-huh maybe and i also my aunt who the who was in costuming you know with universal studio yeah. she would do things like send me they they could purchase like i guess bolt ends and stuff you know from 
the studio. So for my birthday, I would get like three different pieces of a bolt end. Well, I had to look at the fabric and decide maybe what it was going to be or maybe it evolved that later, oh, I got that piece of fabric from her. I can use that. Uh-huh. So my process got changed by what? By by that and uh-huh. by the fact that I would be in a fabric store and I'd think, this is like a piece of fabric I have to have. Right. It's gorgeous. It's the colors I like. Or um, How much fabric do you buy minimum when you're just Minimum is something? three, maybe four. Three yards. Yep. Yeah. Because... For me and my si- the size I am and everything, I could make, like, everything from top to bottom out of three yards if I wanted. You could I make, guess. like, a long sleeve full right. of dress. Long, long sleeve dressed to the floor, right? Right. Because you know, right. I mean, I, I mean, I might not be able to make a gathered skirt sure, or something like sure. that. But generally, I could make almost anything I wanted out of three yards. If I really, really like it, and it's one of what I would call my... Um, what would I call that? My staple fabrics, like my stripes. Uh huh. I might buy a lot of it because I like stripes, and I buy stripes, and I collect stripes. I also like to collect black and white or beige and white fa- or beige and black fabric. So I have my stash of, you know, black and white fabric, so to speak. So it really sounds like you got to make yourself a lot of clothes. So for you people, before this this shift happened, so for you people who are beginners and you're like, no, I, I do go to the pattern and then I buy the right. fabric and da-da-da, I think that's good. Obviously, we're not saying like not to do that. But what that's going to do is it's going to help you – refine your taste and you're going right. to be able to say I liked this type of fabric I liked this type of garment I wish this garment fit more like this right. or da 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 so when you start to get that like mental library of feelings it's almost like your project planning becomes more internal I think so than external well and you know when I would go and buy that pattern uh-huh I never made a pattern like one way mm-hmm. or exactly like they said to make it. Like I may take that mat- pattern and I might get four or five dresses out of it and they didn't look the same. Right. Because I changed the fabric or I added a collar or I put a patch pocket, you know, on it or I changed the hemline so, or, you know, I put a zipper in it instead of buttons or – so I c- – I found it rather easy to do that. Well, you also were sewing in an era where there weren't all these patterns available, as in, like, there are right. 16 right. versions yeah, of the absolutely. same skirt. And yes, and the, and they weren't. And, and another thing is, is I was sewing, think about this, when I started sewing, it was almost all wovens. Yeah, I, I think we need to tell people... <laughs> You might not need to buy that pattern that you see if you already have one that's similar. If you have a button-down shirt pattern and then, you know, it has a pointed collar and then, you know, you see one that has a rounded collar or no collar at all and just a collar band, that's pretty easy to modify. If it's a shape like that, like if right. you can, you know, just modify that right. that collar shape or something. If you just have something. to, you know, round the shape of your collar or leave the collar off and you have just a collar band, yeah. right? You know, you may not need all of those patterns. I think that a lot of the marketing nowadays, and, it, you know, 
I don't, it's not like I think that no one should publish patterns anymore, you know, and we may even be, you know, get into publishing patterns, right. you know, but uh, with the amount of fit adjustments that people know they have to make nowadays, you know, you're going to start doing that anyway right? as you well, begin to sew. And this goes back to when I say if you can get a sheath dress or a dress that fits, just keep modifying it and it becomes your sloper. Right, right. Um, I think another – so what happened to me, then I had children. Yeah. And I could not plan anything. <laughs> and I, I started That's so get, nice to hear. Well, I started getting this stash of fabric. Uh-huh. And then I would, I think I honestly would just feel the need to create. Uh huh. Okay, something, or do something for myself or whatever. And I would just start going through my fabric. And I go, well, this will make a really cool shirt. Or, you know, I get culottes. Does anybody make culottes? You know. Ashling. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, I made culottes. Many, I made a pair of culottes. I, I have a pictures of me in them for like six years straight. Like yeah. I wear, made this pair of like khaki culottes, you know. Well, they went with everything. And I wore them so long that, you know, where the hem folded over, they started tattering, you know. <laughs> but, and I must have thought I looked really good in them, whatever. So you were able to have a stash or, right. a, a, you know, stash is a funny word, um, a collection of fabrics. A cache. A cache. A cache, a stash. They all right. co- sort of mean things. A library. Hidden away. Yeah, whatever. I like library better. Fabric um, library. A, a paint box. A what, whatever that you could then now go I have to. a room, a big room. Full. Yes. Yes. That you could go to, and when you start to buy fabric, so so okay. Tip for those newbies, maybe, mm-hmm. or or somebody who is doing that sort of newer type of right. project planning. Let's say that you order cotton lycra, and you can see that it's two hundred grams per square meter, right. two hundred gsm, and you're like, I love the way this, this feels. feels. Or this is too stiff for me. Right. Or whatever. Start to take note about some of those more technical, you know, technical aspects of that right. stuff. And then. Especially now that you order online. Yes. And you don't get to touch it always first. Okay. So then when things are on sale or you are you got right. some money to spend on some fabric, buy the stuff you like and you will use it. Well, and this is what happened to me, unfortunately, was I I had no fear about buying fabric at oh, one point. okay. <laughs> all the fears, all the hesitations left. It was like, if I like it, I will eventually lo- use it. And it might have been, you know, two years later, five years later, or two weeks later. But I would eventually use that. This- and, and guess what? I also gave myself credit. Yeah. Okay. For getting pleasure out of buying it. Sure. So I didn't say to myself, oh, I've got fabric at home, and now I'm going to buy some more, and I haven't done anything with that fabric at home. I left that behind. (laughs) Okay? It's like, I enjoyed buying this fabric. It's on the shelf. I get it out, and I look at it occasionally, and now I'm going to buy some more fabric to keep it company. And everybody says, well, how do you know it's going to go with anything? How do you... It will because it's what you like. Right. You can. You will buy things you like over and How many times have we put fabric together that were bought 10 years apart? Or 40 years apart. All the time. Yeah. All the time. I remember making you a, um, was it was it you that I made the Pocahontas costume? I made some sort of Indian costume for? Was that you or Lindsay? I don't know. But I, I pulled out like this, like, brown fabric, you know, like that I could make look like buckskin, you uh-huh. know. And I thought, oh, my gosh, I bought that before she was born. Right. Yeah. 
Um, so I guess what I'm saying is never feel guilty about buying fabric. <laughs> so th- this is very much – I'm just going to compare this because I think a few people understand this. I'm a very beginning knitter. Or I'm not very beginning because, like, I, I have noticed that I do know some things that some people don't know. But here's something that I don't feel comfortable with. I don't always know how much yarn to buy right. for certain projects. That's a lot harder, I believe, than, than fabric. I, I think so, too. Right. Um, and it's like I, I went and bought, like, kind of one skein. Like, I was buying these colors of um, – I don't think it was sock yarn, but it was this finer weight yarn. And then I come home and I, you know, a year later or a few months later, I'm looking at, pa- at you know, patterns right. and projects. And I'm like, oh, you can't do anything with one skein of this. <laughs> that's right. I'm an idiot, you know. Right. And so I didn't know that. Right, right, and, right. Which I think that's what, the reason I'm saying this is don't just buy one yard of fabric. Right. It's not a lot of fabric. No, it's not. Okay. Um, And also, if you are – um. Still, you know, if you're into that sort of kit phase, I think that's okay. And it's going to help you get everything you need to do what you want to do. But don't be afraid to, like, branch out. Well, You'll get more comfortable. And you know what my process is now is that, oh, I think I want a dress for something. Or I think I want this for something. And I come up. I go through what's here. I look for things that might complement it. Uh huh. You know, I don't go shopping anymore for a project. Right. I have everything here. You go shopping in your studio. Yes. For your project. Exactly. Yeah. There you go. I shop in my studio, and I do buy fabric still. Uh huh. Um, or if I see something, I'm like, I know I'm going to use that. Right. Uh, well, the leggings I have on right now are the ones I made. The night before I was um, taped for HGTV. Uh-huh. And you know, I don't know if that's been played yet or yeah, not. Yeah, keep, keep an eye out. But anyway, <laughs> um, I was like, and they they had specifics on what we, we could not wear black. We could not have logos. I'm trying to think. Uh, they wanted bright colors. I'm trying to, but they, they told us what they expected. Right. And I was like, well, I can whip a pair up. And I had this fabric. Right. Yeah, I didn't have – I just had it. Well, and I – when now when we touch fabric, we're like, ooh, good leggings. Right. Good easy tee. Good right. – oh, this is good to use as a stabilizer. Right. With knits because right. they're – Oh, I could use this for lining. Or, yeah. yeah. You even – this pair of leggings that I'm wearing right now don't have a power mesh band. They have some other kind of like power knit – in the waistband yep. that you had, like, right. laying around, you know, right. since we did costuming for dance and, right. and things right. like that. So that's when you start to – that process becomes different. Right. Um, when you when you can sort of, you know, do that. And you uh, – you have a sloper for yes. almost everything. I used to have a sloper for all of you guys, too. But, but I mean but for yeah, yourself. Right. For like, myself, I do. And, like, right now, I have a pants sloper for Hillary. So right. if she needs pants, she can say, Mom, I need black pants, you know, or... Well, I guess what I'm saying is, and yeah. this will just be... I don't have a pattern. Right. Right. But you have a sloper for leggings. Those are... That's a that's a stretchy, closely fitting bottom. Right. Okay? 
You have a sloper for a t-shirt. Yes. You have a sloper for a raglan t-shirt. Yes. For yourself. Um, I don't know how many woven slopers you have right now. Well, I have my, which I call my loose pants. Okay, there you go. I have those, and those actually can be made like, I I use that sloper to make like, well, there again, I use, I use the, I actually use the ham hot waistband sort of there. Mm-hmm. But again, a knit waistband, I don't always put the, the mesh in it. Yeah. But I can do that, or I can put darts in those pants and put a waistband on them. So I guess what I want to say is... In the next episode, when we talk about my sewing process, it's not quite as refined as ZD's. And the last thing that I made myself and was improvising on, I was just in my mind thinking, I need a sloper for everything. Right. And it is nice. It, it is very no, it nice. It would have made everything so fast, and I was making a jumpsuit. Right. Okay. Um, and... It would have been freaking yeah. awesome, yeah. you know, to yeah. have it. So when we talk about that, um, I'll talk about how I, you know, I had a sloper for part of it and not a sloper for another part of it. And <laughs> right. Well, <laughs> I, I think useful. I think you, you know, we're going back to to buying a pattern for something does not assure you at all that the pattern's going to fit. So that's right. Your process might have to be that you have to make an entire uh, not, muslin, not a muslin first, you know. And you and I do a lot of. Last minute sewing. Yes, we do. We do a lot of the parties tomorrow. I better figure out what fabric I'm making this out of. Tonight. Right, or tonight. (laughs) Or I remember you making a swimsuit one time an hour before we left to go. Yep. You know, on a a swim trip, a boat trip. Right. So that happens to us. And I can remember, you know, I'm getting on a plane in the morning. Oh, my gosh. I want to cover up for the beach. Right. And, you know, we come up to the studio and we make it. When you have a sloper, you can do such things. That's right. <laughs> so you're you not, you're not, wor- and you are, and because you have a sloper, you know how much fabric you do need. Right. So, you know, you can eliminate, you know, or choose or what, you know, you can whittle it down to, oh, I have these three pieces that would work. Um, my sewing process also includes a little more trial and error, I'm sure, than yours does, since you are much more familiar with the shape of certain pattern pieces. Well, I, not only that, so, I, I know what fabric will do yeah. probably a little bit better so, than you do it, maybe. I definitely, you know, when we talk about my sewing process, I can't wait to talk about this jumpsuit because it was definitely like I became less and less sure as I went along. And I started right. I started in the places where I was sure and then went from there. So right. the, just so you, in case you're like, well, this is great. ZD's sewing process is that she's amazing and perfect. <laughs> Let's well, not. <laughs> you'll you'll get to hear about mine on well, the next episode. Well, and you episode. know, when you said I have a slipper, I have pants. Like right now, I can think of that I have like three of those loose fitting pants. Uh huh. I mean, what do we? I don't know what to call them, pajama pants, but they're but they're they are public wear pants, right? You know, but they're pull on pants. Let's call them that, okay? They're pull on pants. You know, a, a fairly wide leg. You know, um, and I made. I think I have three pair, and I can I can think of three pair right now that I made, and I can tell you that two of them I like better than the the one third one, and it, it's kind of the fit and the fabric. Like one just didn't turn out to be. Now I wear it, I right. like it, but it's funny how you still have your favorites, well, even if you use the you know you're yeah. cutting the same cut. I remember you making that sloper, now that I think about it, and you being like, oh, the crotch doesn't look quite right on this. So, like, you know, if you can get the trial and error out on some basic garments, 
and then you go, oh, I'm going to use these building blocks. Well, that's and, what, I think that's what the other is so thing good about, about your knowing your body mm-hmm. or knowing what you're sewing for. Um, like wide leg pants is, is probably a, a good example for me to talk about. I'm I have short legs. Mm-hmm. My pants can only be so wide. Right. You know, or if they're going to be really wide, they better be really, really drapey. Or I'm going to sort of look like a stovepipe. Right. You know, I mean, I can't wear a lot of fabric all the time mm-hmm. because it, it it doesn't drape right. It doesn't look right. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not big enough in my, in my vision of what I want to look like, okay? I can't wear a lot of fabric. Well, this is also a great way, you know, if, if you're starting off, you need to just make and make and make and yes. make because you'll get to know what you like and you won't be sad as right. often. You're going to be sad a few times. You're going to make a few things that you're like, you know what? I do not enjoy the way this looks on my body. Well, you know, and that's okay. I had, I have had, okay, the, the easy tee. Uh, this always gets me. The easy tee is a Dolman t-shirt. It's a pancake pattern. It's the same in the front and the back. There are a lot of patterns out there like this. Yep. And I will see people make them. Mm-hmm. And there are wrinkles galore because it's right. a dolman. It's not a set right. sleeve, you know, da 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 da. And I'll see people make that. And because it's a pattern, they're okay with it. Right. But if they draft but it themselves, they, they themselves, wonder why there's a wrinkle. They're right. like, why is this here? And right. it's like, okay, this is interesting. And, you know, a, some people have said, I don't enjoy a dolman sleeve. And I'm like, yes, good. I'm glad you know that right. about yourself. It's a good idea. Right. You know, I'm glad you know that because well, that's and, important. And, you know, things fit people differently. They have a different slope to their shoulder. Their your shoulders go forward. Your shoulders go back. There's all kinds of reason that that might not be a good sleeve for you. Well, and sometimes some people you can get. Let's pretend there are two identical people in the world, and someone might like the look, and the other person might not, and that makes the hugest That's, difference. That was one reason I said my vision of myself. Yeah. There might be people that are very similar to me, like in size and shape or whatever, and they do really well with a lot of fabric, you know, with with voluminous garments. Right. Okay? I, for some reason, don't feel comfortable. Right. Okay? So, therefore, I don't look right to me. Well, but somebody else might feel just fine in them. Let's recap your sewing process a little bit, which I think we sort of talked about in this episode, kind of. We, we got off. Well, on I, some guess what I, I, I guess what I want to say is it's not like everyone else's. And, and I think everyone's going to develop their own process. And it doesn't have to be buying the pattern and then looking at the suggestions. Yeah. So let's, you know, that's a good way to start. Yeah. So let's talk about you have, so number one, you have a fabric library. Right. Okay. You have slopers. Right. You have sort of an idea of what you like to look like. I know what I feel looks right on me. Yeah. And what is comfortable that I'm comfortable that I'm wearing. Yeah. You know, I'm I know the style that I'm comfortable wearing. Well I think these are the three main tenets. I think so of too. Sewing. And this leaves out um mastery of skills. Okay. Which is of course important right but what it what it had what you have here is you basically have good fit from your slopers Mm -hmm. 
good expectations from realistic expectations. Well, they're, yeah. they're, they're expectations that you you know that this is know, going to satisfy you. Do you know when I you. think I learned and that? And then you have, you know, the knowledge of the fabrics too and the access to the fabrics. Do you know when I think I learned that I couldn't wear all the trends? It was in the 70s when the peasant dress came in. Uh-huh. And I truly looked like I was dressed up for Halloween like a gypsy, I swear. <laughs> I just couldn't get it to look right on me. I just, like, it looked, it didn't look like me. Yeah. It didn't feel like me. And I would pick this fabric out that I loved on all these other people or, you know, something similar to what I saw in someone else. And then I realized that they were like 5'7 and willowy, you know, and guess what? I'm not. Well, I And that's how I liked it, how it looked on them. Uh, there was a lady who worked for us named Victoria, and I always thought it was really interesting to see the different ways that you two would dress because you were both very, sh- like, short. Right, we were short, p- short, small people. Busty. Busty, right. No, had, no, not big hips or anything. No, and right. you had, like, dark hair. Right. You know, it's yeah. kind of funny that you – Same age. Similar, you know, similar right. in that way. And it was just so interesting she, of course, her body was different than yours in other ways. She had a much, like, smaller back. Right. Um, and I think she's a little more, like, I don't know what the word is, like, petite boned or something. Well, there was one of the big differences, and I don't know if you know this, is she did not like to show her legs. Yeah. She did not. She had some vein issues. I, I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know because I never saw them. And you like to show your always, legs. She always had tights on or, mm-hmm. you know, a long, yes, and I have good legs. I do. Well, I have you, good legs. You like your legs. Well, it's, yeah. Here's the problem I mean, when you say you have good legs. Oh, it means yeah. other people have yeah. bad legs. But what so. I'm saying is showing my legs was comfortable for me. Yes. 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 And, you know, I, I think I have good legs. So yeah. I considered my legs an asset. I always thought it was interesting some of the things she would wear, right. some of the things I know you wouldn't wear, and some of the things she wouldn't wear. And, and, but there were a few things we wore alike. Okay. Yeah. And yet, you seemed so similar, yeah. you know, in, in so many ways. Uh, but, and here's the other thing, if you wear something and you think it's not, like, your best foot forward, or you're like, this isn't flattering on me, probably the other people looking at you don't give a care. And they're well, like, great, you know. But it's about... <laughs> I know. How but, you feel. But you right. need to also maybe let go a little bit, everybody. Everybody's like, oh, well, does it look quite right like this? And to, and I want everybody to be right. happy, but also, like, calm well, down Well, I don't bit, think you have you to know. be. I think you need to find that place that is comfortable. And you and it doesn't mean you have to be hard on yourself. No, no, it doesn't. You know, and Victoria didn't want to show her legs. I She wore a lot of boots. She wore a lot of tights. So she still, everybody knew she had legs. Right. Right. It wasn't like she really hid them. Right. She used them the way they were be- her, you know, fit her image of herself is what it was. Yeah. Yeah. No. That's she what made, it was. She made herself look right. She's like, look. All right. Well, I guess that's sewing process for ya. Um, you. I hope can... that didn't screw you up too bad, guys. <laughs> you can find us at SewHere.com. Uh, of course, and you can find us on Instagram or ZD Sewing Studio. You can look for our Facebook group, The Self Sewn Wardrobe. Uh, just uh, search that on Facebook and ask to join the group. And yeah, it's been fabulous talking with y'all today. So long and so happy. Thanks for listening to Sewing Out Loud. For even more expert sewing advice, visit SewHere.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist 
fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hey y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Discover South Carolina. 